Hey, welcome back to Follow Him Ministries, continuing look at the book of Revelation. I'm Hollis McGeehee. I'm a part of that ministry and glad to be with you this morning as we continue this look through this wonderful book called the book of Revelation, written by John the Apostle, based upon what was spoken to him by Jesus when when John was on the island of Patmos, exiled, and Jesus appeared to him and spoke to him and told him things that were, things that had been, and things that will be. Um, from chapter 4 of Revelation on, we've mostly been looking at things that are yet to come. In chapter 21, we concluded with a discussion about the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and that the city needed no lights because it is lit by God himself is the light. And then as we open chapter 22, we're going to look at just five verses so we'll read those verses, and we remember that the, the book promises that as we speak these verses and we hear these verses, we are blessed. So chapter 22, starting with verse 1 through verse 5, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for healing, for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads and night will be no more. They will need no light or lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Heavenly Father, thank you for the beauty of the promises that there is a new Jerusalem, a new city coming down out of heaven, 1,400 miles long, 1,400 miles wide, and 1,400 miles high, that you have prepared, Jesus has gone and prepared a place for us, and that if he's gone and prepared that place, he's going to come again and take us to himself, that where he is, there we may be also, we who are in Christ Jesus, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Thank you for these beautiful promises. May our hearts be open to receive them this morning, and may we be transformed and never be the same again. We pray in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. So John is in the spirit, as he said earlier, and this angel showed him, showing him things that are yet to come in the new Jerusalem. This will occur after Jesus will come back and call the church. He will call them and they will meet. We will meet him in the air. That's the pre-tribulation, seven-year tribulation. Before that tribulation, just before it, Jesus will call his church and we will meet him in the air. And then there will be the seven years of tribulation and then the great and terrible day of the Lord when the battle of Armageddon, which Jesus wins instantly, 
and then the the millennial reign, the thousand year reign, and then the day of judgment, the white throne judgment, where all who are not in Christ will receive the result of their lives, and Satan will be cast forever uh, into the lake of fire along with the others who've already gone there, the Antichrist and the false prophet. And then the new Jerusalem will come. And so this is what is being revealed here is the picture of what that's going to be like. And so just imagine uh, what, what it looked like to John and what it will look like to you and I. Uh, the angel showed me the river of the water of life. This so clearly reminds us of Jesus' interaction with uh, in Samaria in, near Sychar at the well of Jacob when he was tired and he sat to, to drink and a woman from Samaria came to him and, and started. And he asked her for water and they exchanged communications, which was very unique for a Jewish man to be talking to a Samaritan, much less to a woman of Samaria. But he asked her for water and, and she questioned him about why she would ask that. And he said, and this is found in John chapter 4, starting, uh, I'm reading from verse 10. He said, Jesus answered her and said, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, meaning Jesus, and he, Jesus, would have given you living water. Living water. So we're talking about the water that is the river, the water of life that flows down the main street, so to speak, of the new Jerusalem. Water is the one thing that that we cannot live without. You can go without food for a long time, but you can't go without water. Uh, it is it is just a necessity. We have to have water to sustain life physically. And here he's talking about spirit our spiritual life the water of life. He said it's bright as crystal. It's beautiful because Jesus himself is the living water. We never thirst again when we come to Christ. He said you won't, uh, he, he says in that same exchange with the Samaritan woman, he says everyone who drinks of this water, meaning the physical water from the well, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And that life will continue to be nourished uh, in the new Jerusalem by the living water that we're reading about that was shown to John by the angel in the first couple of verses of chapter 22 of Revelation. And guess what was on the side of the river right there in the middle of the city of Jerusalem? He said, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month. So in the Garden of Eden, there, of course, was a tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that they were not to 
to eat of and and when they did god said well we we better remove them because if we don't they may eat of the tree of life and live forever and it's not that god doesn't want us to live forever but he didn't want them to live forever in their new uh, fallen state after they had sinned and so this this tree of life is ours in eternity in the new jerusalem with its 12 kinds of fruit yielding a fruit uh, its fruit each month he said the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations the nations that have been at war ever since the beginning of time are no longer at war because there is one one god father son and holy spirit and there is no sin, there is no weeping, there is no crying, there is no darkness, there is no accursedness in heaven. So uh, that leads into verse 3 that says, no longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. The problem with the world is divided loyalties. That's what caused Satan to be Satan when he wouldn't give all glory to God. Instead, he wanted to claim it for himself. And men and women have been doing that ever since, seeking their own way and seeking their own glory. All of us have done that in one way or another. Uh, Time after time, we have the sin nature that we all inherited from Adam. But the second Adam, Jesus Christ, solves that problem, and he's the river of life. And so everyone will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. He, we will be marked. Uh, we will see him for who he is, and we will be marked eternally with Christ's likeness. And night will be no more. There will be no more darkness. And, of course, darkness represents evil in many ways. And he said, They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light. Our light, our light, the the light of Christ will shine in, in our lives, and we will reign forever and ever with Christ, in Christ, because we've been born again, because of what Jesus has done for you and for me and for all. And we just simply have to receive that, to trust on the Lord Jesus Christ, to receive as a gift the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ and to trust in him, to have faith in him. And even that that faith is a gift, as we read in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, that says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not of yourselves. It also is a gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we might walk in them, that we might be Christ's followers, be like Christ. So what a beautiful message uh, as we continue towards the close of this book. Uh, I pray that there's nothing standing between us and the rapture. Uh, God will come at exactly the right time when Jesus calls us, and that could be today. 
It could be tomorrow. It could be tonight. It may be a thousand years from now. I'm not uh, preaching doom. I'm preaching blessings because when Christ comes back, that will be the greatest thing that can ever happen in our lives, our lives presently and for all eternity. So I hope we'll be back uh, if the Lord's willing, but if not, I'm excited that he's coming back and we won't need to be back because we'll be forever in his presence, lit by his, his light, by the light of God himself. Amen. God bless you and keep you. Amen.